Hello, welcome to another edition of Crop Life Retail Week. I'm Eric Solgoy, editor of Crop Life and Crop Life Iron Magazines. Here today, again, as has been the case for quite a while now, with Miss Laura Sawinski. Laura, welcome back. Thank you, thank you. How are you doing today, Eric? I'm doing good. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a, as we're recording this, it's a nice, cool, but sunny day here in Ohio. And it's... I'm sure, based on what it looks like outside, it's not quite as windy as it was the last time we thought, but it looks like Texas still is sunny. So, indeed, it's a fine spring day here in West Texas. West <laughs> Texas. Okay. okay. Yep. Very well. Very good. Well, I know before we came on air, uh, you and I were talking. You said you had some important information to share with our viewers regarding uh, digital. I believe you said and ag technology. So, I will yield the floor to you and let you take it away. <laughs> Why, thank you, Mr. President. We uh, have a couple items in the news that caught my attention today in particular because they um, talk about the digital journey, not only as we talk about it in the ag space, but more broadly in the sectors that um, surround the ag space. Trucking is a good example. Um, the Western Growers uh, Specialty Crop Automation Report, um, second year for that report out of the Western Growers Association. Um, admittedly, sure, it's um, with uh, regards to specialty crop, but um, the report found this year, and I thought this was um, very interesting, around 70% of participating growers indicated they had invested in automation in 2022 with an average annual annual spend of four hundred and fifty thousand to five hundred thousand per grower, um, considerable considerable increase over last uh, the prior year twenty uh, one's investments, which were in the neighborhood of three hundred fifty thousand to four hundred thousand. So, um, Western Growers Association reporting a lot more spending in the automation. Um, likewise, you know that corresponds with what we are seeing here at CropLife and um, automation, robotics, autonomy being a um, sizable theme throughout our Tech Hub Live event, which is coming up at the end of July. Um, Wall Street Journal, a um, couple items that stood out for me today in this same vein. Um, a lot of talk about, you know, we, uh, we're following, of course, um, in recent years, the trucking sector, um, the mandate for electronic logging devices um, to accurately uh, capture information uh, mandated by the hours of service rules. Um, so the uh, journal's reporting that uh, that digital journey, if you will, um, is even more pronounced on uh, the last few years. Um, E-commerce, supply chain optimization, and uh, the customer, be they... Uh, business customers or the um, the re retail consumer uh, demanding real-time visibility for their shipment. So trucking firms, um, by and large, are really, really investing even more heavily in um, cameras, sensors, software, um, anything to free up the driver from having to write man manually um, and or tap in uh, info. So um, a lot of movement in that space, investment likewise. Um, another item to um, today's journal about 
while we're seeing supply chain um, snags ease at the ports, if you will, uh, volume coming down and, and so forth. Um, a lot of big food brands, they, uh, and, and, you know, in the ag space, they uh, mentioned um, ConAgra, now are looking at other areas of their supply chain that are still, you know, these last few years kind of exposed um, areas that were not quite working as well. So they uh, called out inventory um, sourcing and procurement as other areas of the supply chain now that food companies and, and um, ag companies are looking at to uh, further op optimize that supply chain. So, uh, you know, again, I, I really, you know, with Tech Hub Live and we're still, you know, putting together some speakers and uh, putting the pro the program together, this digital push, you know, we're talking about digital ag and ag 4.0. Um, we're really seeing, you know, the other areas that, you know, there's not one industry that I can think of that is not really, really, really pushing and investing for ways to not only offset labor shortages, but to free up time, make make things more accurate, um, compliant. So anyway, wanted to call that out. I know you've got some uh, some news as well, so I'll toss it back to you, sir. Well, and before, thank you, but before we move on to the next bit, um, just on ag technology, I mean, it seems like things are changing very, very rapidly. I mean, I, I suppose that, you know, in, in truth, these segments that we do, we could develop half of each of our videos over the last six weeks or so, seven weeks, and we could report on this movement towards technology and and in agriculture, and we would have plenty of information to talk about. But of course, like you said, if anyone is really, really interested, I'm sure there'll be a sea change between now and the end of July when we hold uh, Tech Hub Live. But, you know, if, if you can attend the event, because chances are, you know, we'll be talking about all the all the major developments and trends that we're seeing in the marketplace, and I'm sure it's going to be a great venue again. Good morning, uh, nice nice city and a great place to hold a meeting. So sure. check it out, and you know, go to our website. We'll have the link up here, and uh, you can you can join us. We would be love would be lovely to have. Yeah, and we may even do a retail week recording on site. So I, I, if we do enough reason to show up, I am looking forward to that. If we do, I know we kind of did that last year as we talked, and I know with a couple of people on the floor, but yeah, to actually do a broadcast from the event, I'm I'm for it. Well, let's try to make that. You're on. All right. <laughs> well, hey, besides egg technology, or something else we've talked about on a lot of videos over the last year or so, is the uh, all the activity we're seeing in the space regarding biologicals. Wow. And uh, we did find out this week that we've had a little bit more of a development on that front. Uh, our friends at Syngenta Crop Protection have uh, entered into a partnership with a company called Biotalis, I think is pronounced, a Belgian company. Uh, and they have announced that they've uh, formed a collaboration and they're going to do research development and commercialization of new biocontrol solutions to help manage key pests in a broad variety of crops. Oh. Uh, and this new solution that they're working on is going to be based on Biotalis's agrobody technology and offer up some new modes of action. So, um, again, the 
we have seen many traditional crop protection companies jumping into the biological space either through you know acquisitions or partnerships. So here's another one, Syngenta, another big name in the marketplace getting involved in this space. So um, I'm sure we'll be seeing a lot more developments and products coming out of this partnership uh, between now and the end of the year. Yep. Yeah, no, that's a big announcement. Indeed. Yep. Yep. So then, hey, looking forward a little bit, um, just one thing, uh, just to let our viewers know that next week I'm going to be attending the uh, Council of Producers and Distributors of Agrotechnology Conference in Louisville, Kentucky, and the theme there is going to be adjuvants, inerts, and crop protection. So uh, that meeting takes place May 1st through 3rd. I will be on site with a couple of other folks, so I'll be taking some videos. So uh, in our video next week, probably have a couple of clips from what was said at that meeting. But uh, again, if you get the chance, if you happen to be in Louisville and you want to take in an information on adjuvants and inerts and, uh, you know, maybe there for the Derby a little early, uh, stop in at the uh, at the downtown Marriott in Louisville, and uh, we'll we'll you know let you let you see what you can see with air. So it'll be a good event. Great. Do you have the proper hat to wear to this event, or? And, uh, I will probably wear the crop life hat. Those are the safest. When I'm <laughs> on an event, I'm not I'm not going to be uh, having the wrong logo as I'm talking to a person that may compete with that company. So. Uh, I will probably wear a crop life hat and be happy. So, righty. just All checking. Right. Yes, and also looking forward again, of course, uh, Crop Life Iron, which I mentioned at the top of the show, is one of our magazines, and that's the official publication of the Midwest Ag Industries Exposition, also known as the Maggie Show, which is uh -huh. held every year in August in Bloomington, Illinois, and the 2023 version of Maggie is coming up. And the folks that put that on, the Illinois Fertilizer and Chemical Association, now has a call for the uh, Illinois Custom Applicator of the Year Award. They handed out for the first time the 2022 event. We need to do it again here in 2023. You know, last year, the applicator that they handed it to was John Elner from Elner Brothers in Royal, Illinois. But this event, I'm sorry, this uh, award can go to any worthy custom applicator or an ag retailer based in the state of Illinois. So if you have a uh, somebody that you think would be a, you know, a good uh, nominee for that award program, um, we're going to put up the link on the screen here so you can go to that and fill out a nomination form. But uh, IFCA will be collecting those forms between now and May 23rd. So go ahead, enter early, enter often. Whoever you think might be deserving of such an honor, and then that award will be handed out on August 23rd, which is the Wednesday, the first day of the Maggie Show this year in Bloomington. Excellent. Um, hopefully I'll be there in person. Yeah, I know you were asking me the other day about attending <laughs> events, and I'm like, you know, if you really want to see the equipment, drive around in it, um, you know, Maggie's probably what you want to check out. So. All righty. Sounds good. All right. Well, Miss Laura, then we will end this program on the on the note that we always do. It is time for fun with numbers. So if I if I keep on getting it wrong, is it still fun with numbers or is it struggling with numbers? Should we Ain't suffering with numbers for you, my dear lately? Pain and suffering. 
<laughs> I'm still, I still find it fun to try to frustrate people. Well, what the heck? <laughs> I well, guess I am mean that way. <laughs> I always show up for um, option D, which could be anything. <laughs> yeah, well, okay. All right. Well, yeah. well hope, hopefully, my fingers are crossed for you this week. And I will explain <laughs> that as we get through this. But So this week, your number is 30%. Okay. And probably catch on that where we're headed with this, given the time of year we're in. So okay. is 30%, is that A, the percentage of soybeans that have been planted in Louisiana so far this year? Okay. Is it B, the percentage of corn planted in Missouri so far this year? Is it C, the percentage of soybean planted in Minnesota so far this year? Or is it D, the percentage of presents that were closed my son received on his birthday this last <laughs> Sunday? Stop that. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I still find these <laughs> these difficult. <laughs> I, I'm, you know, I heard the time, time of year thing. So <laughs> oh, gosh. Let's go with A. A, you are correct, ma'am. <laughs> Although I will, I will admit to a little bit. I, I, I guess I've been feeling sorry for you, so I threw you a bone. Okay, <laughs> this week there was only one incorrect answer. That was C. I was hoping you would catch on. Minnesota is a little too far yeah. north to have thirty percent of their soybean in the ground. But the correct answer would have been A, B, and actually D, because <laughs> mother was the only one at his birthday party who got him clothes, but. That was three of his 10 presents, so there's your 30%. So, uh, But no, according to USDA, uh, you know, planting is underway for corn and soybean, of course, as it always is this time of year. And mm -hmm. nationwide, we're looking at about 8% of the corn in the ground already, about 4% of the soybean. Oh. Um, but the states of uh, Louisiana leads the nation, 30%. Soybean is in the ground already, which is ahead of pace, about 4%. Okay. Uh, and in Missouri, corn is uh, ahead about 20% um, this year, and then they're at 30% in the ground already with their corn. Um, any guess what you think, what state might be leading so far in terms of percentage of corn in the ground? And it should be pretty obvious because you happen to reside in. In Texas? Yep, 65%. Of the corn that is planted in Texas is oh. as of April 16th of this year is in the ground, and that puts them ahead of the uh, their national average uh, by about four or five percent. So, what's the reason behind um, uh, the increase in uh, corn and soy soybeans being planted, like the the early start, if you will? What's what's behind that? I guess in those particular states, the, you know, the weather has cooperated. It's been warm. Oh. And of course, you know, soil temperature is a big part of, of these seeds going into the ground. And, you know, the further south you are, obviously, the easier it is to warm the soils up and keep them warm. Because I know the one thing the report did mention is my state, my home state of Ohio, is that 0% soybean, 0% corn in the ground as of April 16th. And that puts us behind about one or two percent versus where we normally are this time of year. So, 
Uh, and I know it has been cold and rainy for most of the time here and has not stayed very warm. So I guess mm -hmm. the soil temperatures aren't quite warm enough yet to manage the seed here in Ohio, but uh, in Missouri, Louisiana, and in Texas, where you happen to be, the soils must be warm enough for the seed to be okay. Great. Well, that was a good one. I feel better because I... <laughs> like I said, I, I made it so there was only one wrong answer, and I'm like, okay. He has only a one in four chance of getting the incorrect answer. All the others will be appropriate. <laughs> well, last last week we talked about if um, <laughs> this creek continues, we're going to have to use a dunk tank to. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I think we're on that brother would back up live when we do this fun with numbers. Put you in a bathing suit, put you in the dunk tank, and if you get it wrong, you're calling in the drink, my dear. As long as I have that crop life hat on. <laughs> Yeah. It sounds like a great idea. All <laughs> right. Well, hey, that's all we've got this week, but thanks for joining us. We've enjoyed your company. Hope you enjoyed ours. We'll see you again real soon. If you have questions or comments about today's episode of Retail Week, contact us by email or Twitter or type your message in the comment section below. Your feedback is important to us. We will try our best to address your thoughts in next week's episode and be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel.